Welcome to Destiny's Not Dead podcast, episode six. I'm Grindhead Jim, your host. We're going to talk about briefly the aftermath of the Destiny Community Summit, the first one. Supposed to be new one, more coming down the road, I should say. Um, but we don't know for sure. Here's what we do know. I've listened to feedback from anyone who released any content of any kind about it that I could find. Mtash, Cathalion, Dotto, uh, Pope Bear, Miss 5000 Watts, um, uh, Holtzman, and uh, anything I could find on Twitter, like devs, you name it. And a fairly unanimous... Uh, opinion that you know we came away with collectively was that most people were more hopeful for Destiny 2 coming out of it than they were going in which says something in my opinion um and essentially uh what you saw a lot of pattern of like they ask a question and they're like, I was positively influenced by my answer, trying to sneakily say that, yeah, it's, it's coming. The majority rule is that, not I should say majority rule, but the majority of the opinions I heard were that uh, Warmind's going to be better than Curse of Osiris, but it by itself is not going to have the fixes in it that they're that excited about, although the new game mode looks to be quite good. Um you heard that over and over and over. The new game mode's really looking good and looking to be a lot of fun, um, which is amazing and wonderful to hear. Um, so it's essentially what's coming with Warmind. It's going to be a new game mode and, and some other content that will be fun, but won't be a permanent fix, which they're not expecting, and we shouldn't be expecting it either is the point. And also that what's coming over the summer and specifically in September will be an amazing uh, change to the game. Changes, I should say. Uh, they couldn't confirm, you know, what things exactly, but things that came up a lot were things like weapon slot changes and the solutions behind that. Uh, they couldn't say what the solution was, but that it would satisfy just about everybody, whether you're a fan of the current weapon system or you were a fan of the old one. Um, they said there's a couple of little tweaks that might need to be made later, but the, the idea was certainly there. Um, and that we should be on board with it. Um, let's see how this works. For those of you that are uh, watching the podcast or listening to it, I just got my first Legend of Acrius. I'm having some fun with it. But um, ultimately, you know, they talked about endgame content. They talked about... Um, Anything you can think of for Destiny was discussed in one form or another. Lore was very heavily uh, discussed for several hours on the second day by a lore master in Mylan Games. So even lore is getting some love, some lore love, if you will. So, you know, the shortest possible answer here, guys, is that, you know, despite the fact that there's a lot of stuff under NDA that we can't hear about yet, and we're going to hear a lot more about Warmind on, uh, on Tuesday here, um consensus was quite good that uh, the, the, the summit was not a waste of anyone's time, that Bungie is not only listening, but acting upon feedback, and that the future is quite bright. I don't want to speculate on much of anything else beyond the fact that we are getting a 
Comet expansion in September. Uh, looks like that is going to be uh, of taking king size or larger, depending upon some accounts based on the summit. So those are the biggest takeaways I get from that event, and I'm very, very happy for that. More Mind, believe it or not, reinforces that for me. So with that in mind, like what it does is we get a new game mode, we get new raid layer, we get new story, uh, we get a modified fallen enemy, which is something different. I mean, I didn't have any... I really didn't expect us to get an actual new enemy, and anyone that did is probably not going to be happy. Um, the new game we're getting, I'm going to be honest with you, I still haven't memorized the name, uh, but it does occur on the Mars, on the Mars. You can trigger it at will, and it's... Um, I've seen gameplay of it at around light level 355, and I've seen gameplay at it at 385. And I can say that based on that, it is a difficult beast to master uh, with lots of great rewards that come of it. So I am excited to play it, play it often, and uh, get as much as I can out of it for sure. I really am seeing that the... The expansion itself looks to be larger and better than Curse of Osiris. Um, is it the, the be-all, end-all that, you know, some people were like, well, this is Bungie's last chance. Like, no, it's not. And, and no one's positioned it as such. Bungie was very quick to say, hey, this is but a step on the journey. We know what you're looking for. We're getting there. Um, but I think that there are more steps in the direction than previously thought, especially when you consider all the exotic weapon changes that are coming which look really, 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 really good. Um, I saw that there is some exotic armor returning. Now, for this part of the podcast, or the stream if you're watching live, if you don't want to know anything about returning exotic uh, armor, you will want to mute for a few moments here, because I have a big gripe that I need to get off my chest before I forget, and that gripe is very simple. If the Eternal Warrior helmet for Titans is coming back, means that we're not going to get the Helm of Inmost Light, I'm going to fucking riot. I'm going to fucking riot. Ugh. At any rate, um, there's a lot of really great armor coming. The weapon modifications that are coming look really, really good. Almost every exotic's been tooled in some way or another. Uh, to great effect from what I've seen. I'm very excited for it. Um, you know, and, and I, I know I'm being a bit on the general side, but it's because so many other people have said so many different things about what's going on. I don't want to sit here and saturate your ear holes too much um, with my overall thoughts. Basically, I think I'm going to having a lot of fun playing Warmind. I think that there's a lot of great potential in the content, and we'll get more in-depth with it once I've had my hands on it. So, at this point, I'm doing something I haven't yet done for Destiny's Not Dead. And although I'm recording it live, I am going to be taking chat questions regarding the DLC reveal, as well as um, you know anything else regarding the summit or anything that's not clear. Um, so I'm, you know, opening up for live chat right now to go ahead and ask me any questions or bring up any discussion points they wish. 
while they do that, I'm going to be bringing up the next big thing about the DLC. Ranked ranked PvP's coming. And it's a bit of a point of contention for some people, uh, based on what I've seen so far. It goes really simple. You've got two different types of rank. You've got Honor, and you've got Valor. And the one that everyone's kind of up in arms is, is uh, Valor, which is the um, competitive one. And the competitive one only goes up when you win, and you do go down when you lose. Uh, versus the ca- the uh, quick play version goes up whether you win or lose, but more when you win. Okay, and that applies to all playlists. Now in competitive, that's the only place you can get the valor. Here's why: it being such a highly skill based uh, situation, they wanted to make sure that people were well rewarded for doing well in these situations. So there's a new. Uh, pulse rifle that's coming out that's exclusive to that ranking system and it's going to take a long time to get it Um, in the most concentrated way possible if you got all wins and no losses six hours a day for 27 straight calendar days you would be able to get maximum rank on that um, on that skill tree now no one says that's possible or it's going to happen. It's just illustrating how long it's going to take to get to that rank in the season. The weapon is not awarded at max rank. It's awarded at the third out of six. So at mid-level, so let's say you were playing six hours a day, 100% wins, it would be half of that time. So like two weeks. So when one considers the fact that this is designed to last an entire season... Uh, and the weapon's only that particular weapon is only going to be available for the entire season. I think it's perfectly reasonable to have a long-term investment. If you hit max rank, you will also get an ornament for the weapon that will just plaster it with the fact that you are the highest possible rank for that uh, season. Okay, and then uh, there's a lot more with regard to the rank as far as you can do like a reset, like prestige uh, works on you know Call of Duty things like that. There's a lot of other nuances to it once you've attained max rank, uh, which I really feel is a smart move and a good way to handle the ranking system. It's not required to do it, um, and and certainly there's going to be different other types of rewards, emblems, things like that that go along with ranks on in both systems. But the weapon and max rank seem to be the most hotly debated items so far. That's why I'm touching on them primarily. Um, so with that said. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that I've noticed on the Twitterverse and in the Reddit area that are complaining that it's an unreasonable amount of investment to expect. My argument to that is that no one says they expect you to invest that amount of time for anything in the game. It is up to you to decide how you want to invest your time, your energy, and your skill. And not everyone is going to get every reward in every activity. That is the nature of rewards. You are not entitled to them. They are given to you based on what you've earned. And if you have a different thought on that, and I'm, this is going to be a harsh thing to say, tough shit. Tough shit. Because if you want there to be special things in the game, you have to do special amounts of work. And because of the way that this system is orchestrated, the way it's built... It's not just strictly skill. Sometimes you just put in enough time, 
you know, you will eventually get there. Like, you may have a losing streak here and there, but um, if you get enough wins, eventually you will get to the rank. That's just how it is. That's how it works. That's what happens. And people that don't like that, I mean, I, I understand why they're upset, and I certainly want everyone to get everything that they can. I feel like people, People expecting everyone to have all the rewards is how we got here in the first place. And um, people aren't happy with where Destiny 2 is right now. And I'd rather a larger number of people be happy with the game mechanics and having things to shoot for than people feel like, hey, I only get to play two hours a week because of my life situation. I should get everything else too. I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit on anybody. Or say that you are a bad guardian, or you're bad at the game, or you're you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I'm saying that it's not the community or Bungie's fault that you have the life situation you have, which means you have less time to play. Um, and if you combine that with a relatively low skill level, which is possible, right? Um, you know, it, it's going to create problems, and you're not going to be an elite player necessarily. However... However, you know, if you have low amount of time to invest, let's say that two hours a day or whatever, um, but you have a high skill level, you're still going to get a chance at this higher level stuff. And there's a pretty good chance you're going to get it. You know, it, it, it's just uh, people are, are kind of revolting against things that, uh, in my estimation, are... They're yelling like, hey, I, I want this. Well, you can't have that without putting in the work. You got to put in the work. You know, it, the analogy that I made when I quoted uh, Giggs's, uh tweet was that you can't show up for Little League practice, uh, tryouts rather, and expect to be given an MLB, a Major League Baseball contract. It doesn't work that way. Not even close. And this expectation that if you just show up, you're going to get the, one of the most elite weapons in the game? Fuck off. Like, it, it's not going to happen. And, you know, like, in Destiny 1, there were some things that it took me a long time to get. Galhorn being one of them. And I put in the goddamn time. It was an all an RNG issue. For now, we have a very high-end elite weapon, okay, with a very specific use. And you can control when you get it. And there's a lot of rewards in the game, based on what I've seen so far of Warmind, that follow that particular pattern, okay? I will take having to put in the time and knowing when I'm going to be getting my ornaments and my weapons and my things well over waiting on RNG to just dole something out to me, okay? Um, and if you don't like that, then tough shit, Tough shit. Because if you don't want to put in the work, you don't get the rewards. You don't show up for work. Work for 10 minutes and expect to get paid the same as the guy working 10 hours. Doesn't work that way. And I don't care if, if your life situation means you can't do the work. I mean, let me rephrase that. I care because I care about you as people and as players, but you can't expect everything to fall to your whim and your needs. It's not how life works at all. And games reflect culture. Culture reflects real life. I mean, that's just how it is. 
Um, you don't have to like that you don't get the weapon. No one's asking you to be okay with it. But you have to understand the goal of this type of game design. The goal of this is to give us something to shoot for. Something to strive for. Not everyone can be the best at any given thing. Otherwise, you'd never hear about a Wayne Gretzky or a Michael Jordan or a, t a Triple Wreck or a Gathalion or a Broman. Like, you would never hear about these things because everyone would be at that level and not everyone's at that level and some people can't handle that. And I'm sorry for those people if that's how they live their life. So, I had to get that off my chest. I had to say it. I had to say it hard. But I appreciate that. Now, Chad, is there anything I've said or discussed or not said or discussed that you want me to talk about here? We'll certainly uh, get that in for you. <laughs> the live that uh, clipped, I'm not sure what part of it. I'm, I'm guessing the part where I said tough shit. But uh, that's, that's always nice when people respond positively to something you're saying that's pretty harsh. I'm okay with this. I am okay with this. I am okay with that. I'm, I'm grateful for this giving us some hive back. Uh, a lot of people were expecting that this expansion was going to be uh, fallen, which I didn't think it would be. Uh, I didn't think we were going to be getting SIVA, although I realized it was possible. I'm really glad to be getting more uh, Hive, which some people were like, right? But I just think it's something different. It's nice to see some some more focus on that race. I, I think that's the one that we're best at in, in terms of like narrative. Uh, it's the most compelling gameplay, I feel. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for it. We'll see how, how well I feel with that in a couple weeks, that's for sure. Um, you know, but what I have a feeling is going to happen is I'm going to get my hands on it, and I'm not going to be able to get enough. And I did not get that feeling with Curse of Osiris at all. I got through the content, uh, and I, you know, I grinded for the weapons and whatnot, but I just did not have any desire to be on Mercury and grind anything in that space. Every time that the uh, Flashpoint is on Mercury, I cringe. I don't want to be there. I don't want to do it. Because uh, it's just not that much fun. It, it really isn't. It's an objectively poor experience, you know, for my money. Um, I still liked what we got. I just felt we didn't get enough, and there wasn't enough attention paid to certain aspects of it. Um, and based on the little bit that we saw today, I feel like this is a much, much, much uh, better start with this, with this DLC. Do I think this will carry us through the summer to September? Not everybody. But it's definitely a, a lot closer to spanning four months than Curse of Osiris ever was. By a long shot. Just based on the two things we mentioned. The, uh, the Horde mode, which, I, again, I'm sorry I don't have that name memorized yet. I will soon. And, and the ranked PvP stuff. For me personally, those two you know, activities are enough to keep me going for a long, long time. Uh, and I will remind everyone listening to this that I am not a full-time streamer at this point. Uh, so I'm not sitting here on a high horse, um, playing eight hours a day or, or whatever. Um, I play when I can. I play as many hours as I can when I do. Um, and my time is very, very valuable to me. 
uh, and I still feel this is fair. You can feel free to disagree. Uh, I'm not going to fight you on it, uh, literally or figuratively. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a question of what's good for the overall base, what showcases skill, um, and what showcases, you know, like something you can say, hey, I did this and it made me special. I went strongly after things and items in Destiny 1 and 2 that you, there was a story attached to it. Whether it was, wow, I was doing this when I got it, or this is how I got it. Um, in fact, my most prized item uh, in Destiny 2 remains uh, the, the emblem I got before the game even launched. Uh, a, a good friend of the stream, Chargerhawk, gave me the a code for the Confluence of Light, which is a more or less promotional-only item that uh, there was an equivalent of that in Destiny 1, which I never got. And that was my that was the emblem I really wanted because I was hoping to get one at Guardian Con or go to a different convention or something. And it's just something that's kind of sought after. And it's not like an in-game, like, oh, I got the story. But I have a story because a friend gave it to me right before the launch of Destiny 2. And that, for me, was the best way to start uh, you know, that experience. Um, in Destiny 1, there's, you know, stories about weapons and armor. I've got a few of those in Destiny 2 as well. But big, sweeping changes are being made to the way Destiny does things. Destiny 2, I should say. Uh, to where we're going to have more of those stories. Things are going to be more fun, more exciting. Weapons are going to be creating more wow moments. Uh, which will create the types of experiences that we're wanting, you know. You can say all you want that Bungie's not listening to your blue in the face, but you're flat wrong. Um, and they're moving faster in the direction we've been asking them to move. Um, are we there yet? No, we are not there yet. But we are steadily moving in that direction with more and more demonstrable evidence of that. You know, I had very low expectations and continue to have tempered expectations for Warmind in terms of the, the, the length, breadth, and depth of the content because much of it was already completed well before um, we really started laying into Bungie regarding our concerns for the game. Um, you know, so I, I don't have expectations that this is going to be fully representative of the potential. But I will say this, when one considers how much different a lot of the stuff is in Warmind already. And the amount of replayability built into Warmind that was being built into Warmind while we were already complaining, I feel that Bungie was already closer to us than we gave them credit for at times. Um, but there were some other pieces to that, like communication uh, and a tone uh, for the game that hadn't been addressed yet. And I, I, I certainly feel that um, Warmind will be closer and combine that with the outcome of something like the Summit, where we're going in the summer or over some of the patches, at least one patch coming out over the summer, um, plus September, which looks to be just a motherfucker of awesomeness. Uh, I have very, very little hesitation uh, about where Destiny 2 is going. And my hesitation comes from something that Dotto had said. Dotto, 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 Dotto. Um, and it, it's, it's quite simple. You can tell me you're going to do better to you blue in the face, but until I see it, I'm wary of it. 
uh, and wary in the sense that maybe there are some things you want to do that you can't right away do, or it breaks the game or whatever. Granted, I don't feel that that's the case here. I really think that they're going to deliver strongly. Um, but there is always that possibility that there's that little bit of misinterpretation or something. Um, and something may not come out right. But with all the willingness demonstrated to fix the ills of the game, even if there's a big misstep in September, which doesn't sound like what we're getting, but if there is, they appear dedicated to fixing it. So without a doubt, I can say more confidently than ever that Destiny is not dead. Neither am I. And I hope you aren't either. If you need to catch us, you can catch us at Destiny's Not Dead or at Grindhead Gym on Twitter, Destiny's Not Dead.com or GrindheadGym.com. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your patience. And thanks for your guardianhood. We'll see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>